Exit 52 podcast instant analysis after a Ravens 24-17 loss in the on Super Wild Card Weekend, not just Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend in Cincinnati on Sunday Night Football. Um, appreciate the accuracy, Taylor. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I look. I'm a. I'm a. Even in times like this, I'm a professional. I'm as professional as they come. That's what I. What I try to do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for that. I, That's why they pay you the big bucks. A valiant Man. Ravens performance that really looked like it was setting up to be. A legendary win turns into a loss um, as the Ravens come up short on a game-tying drive. In the final seconds, uh, Tyler Huntley um, puts together both a memorable performance for the good parts and a very memorable performance for the bad parts. Um, The Ravens' defense does enough. This game sort of had a little bit of the script I think I gave in my prediction, although the Ravens were maybe more in the game than I thought they were going to be. The Ravens fought unbelievably violently in a lot of ways and just ultimately reverted back to what they've been the entire year, which is a maddening team to watch, um, which resulted in a loss to a Bengals team. And we can get into this after we sort of talk about the Ravens that I wasn't all that impressed with for a lot of the game. Um, And I don't think it's necessarily a team that if you're Buffalo next week, you're all that worried about. Maybe they will, maybe the matchup will be better, but that's not sort of our, our first line of concern. The Ravens season ends um, in a wild card defeat. They get to the playoffs. Um, this has been a maddening last couple of months. Lamar Jackson does not play. Um, after they were saying that both quarterbacks were going to play tonight, Tyler Huntley, I believe, played every snap unless I missed something. Um, yeah, Ravens season is over. Banks, uh, we were at Mother's. You were there for the whole time. I came for the second half. Uh, I thought the I thought that when I came out there, and you can speak at the I thought this was going to be like a pretty demure crowd is because I wasn't really that excited about this game. People were fired up. It was awesome. People were all into the game um, with how the season has gone. I wasn't sure that was going to happen. I know it's a holiday weekend and people were excited about that. Um, but you know, a game that swings on a ninety-eight yard fumble return for a touchdown from the Bengals. And ultimately ends with a lot of the concerns about the Ravens. Defense did enough in the fourth quarter, continued to give the offense chances to win the game or tie the game or whatever it have you. And a combination of poor execution, poor play calling, poor game management. It was just a lot. That last drive was a microcosm of the Ravens season to a certain extent. But Banks, I'll let you go. Yeah, like there was some sloppiness on the last drive, but like it's hard to look at this football game and point to anything other than just the tragic, tragic moment that was the QB sneak tried to push it over the line, 98-yard return. It feels so, 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 so much like the pick six by Lamar in Buffalo or um, – the touchdown that we thought that Lamar had against the Chargers at home in 2018. It's just like these plays that are just so pivotal in the red zone and so close that could go one way. And even if, even if you were to just say like, or, or, you know, think about if the play just went a neutral way where it's just, Oh, incomplete pass or just not a fumble or like whatever. It's like the game is still totally in the Ravens hands and, Instead, it's just a gigantic touchdown the opposite direction, just hinges, swings the game completely. And it's just demoralizing and 
that was every bit as demoralizing as you could imagine. Um, big picture, like we we kind of beat the brakes off of this team, or at least our defense versus their what's supposed to be a great offense. Not that they didn't move the ball against us; they were a lot of easy throws that that they were able to complete. But <clears throat> when it came to it in the second half, you know, we did just damn near everything we had to do like we we stopped them even after that um and got the punt that we needed and then we quote unquote rough the punter yeah you run into the 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 plant leg there it's i guess roughing the punter that's the rule it is what it is and we still get the stop i'm like immediately after we get the ball back like just so many opportunities where the Bengals could have could have Step oh, off. the mic has know. gone off. The mic has gone off in a, in a true – there we go. And it's back. Oh, maybe not. Continues to not work. Oh, he might be frozen now. Oh, this could be a tough sequence of events. Oh, no, he's back. back. But I think I'm here. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yep. Um, Big picture, defense played their balls off. They did everything you could ask for or more. We spotted them a nine-point lead partially because they got the ball first and partially because Tyler Huntley threw a horrific pick on the first drive. One of those ones where you're like, oh, this is going to be a very long light. And then from there, they played like absolutely lights out. Everything you can imagine against, uh, you know, an offense that's very potent that went to the Super Bowl last year, um, that has cooked pretty much the last 12 weeks of the season, what have you. And the offense... You know, they ran the ball like we expected them to, and they made some big plays. I, you know, I told you, Taylor, on the touchdown to DeMarcus, like, hey, we got to take a shot here. We got to take a shot here at any point here. And they threw the ball over the top. I mean, you just got to do that every once in a while, just keep people in check. You got to take your chances. And they did that. And they scored the big touchdown when they needed to, tied the game up. And I, I always felt if we could get to the third or fourth quarter and have it be tied and have us in the game, that we'd be exactly where we want to be. Just give yourself a chance. Just battle and just give your defense a chance to wear those guys down. Give your offense a chance where you can run the football and just bully those guys and and be in control at the end of the game. And we'll come out on the right side of it. And um, we did damn near everything we were supposed to, except just not fumble the ball and let it get returned 98 yards the other way. So... The, the Ravens had more first downs, more total yards. Um, the Ravens gained 364 yards. The Bengals gained 234. Bengals rushed for 51 yards. Burrow threw for 183 yards. Or 209, I guess. I guess they have 183 total, but he threw for 209. Huntley threw for more yards than Burrow. This, to me, I I, I hate making a, a lot of micro things into a big macro thing all the time. But, like, this is the Ravens season in a nutshell, this game. Like, so many things that give you like this hope where this is like a team that has the ability to beat, you know, the AFC's perceived favorites and make a run and do different things. And they showed you all of those things tonight. They played great defensively in the second half. The Bengals could not do anything offensively for the most part, like couldn't do it. And when they, they kept getting stops to give the offense the ball back and like Tyler Huntley plays pretty well in this game. JK Dobbins played very well in this game. Mark Andrews played well in this game. Their offensive line played pretty well. The defensive line played pretty well. Like they got almost every, they got everything they needed to win the game, and they didn't win the game. And it's just, it's just the consistent frustration of watching this team play really over like the last two years, more this year. It's not like a blown fourth quarter lead, but it almost feels worse than a blown fourth quarter lead where 
you just controlled the entire game against a team that everybody thinks is better. I mean, was favored by what double digits was beat you last week. Like everyone thinks, you know, it's them and the bills and the chiefs and the Ravens did everything they needed to do except win the game. And it's just, I, I don't know what we have a lot of time to talk about the off season. So I don't think we need to do it here, but I'm interested to see what they'll do because just little things made all the difference. Yes. Is it horrible luck that, Tyler Huntley tries to jump over instead of go low on the sneak and the ball gets flipped out. It goes right into Sam Hubbard's hands and he runs it back 90 yards. Trevor Lawrence, two point conversion last night, just suckered him into thinking Mm -hmm. that's a smart move. Yeah. Or, or one guy's six, six, one guy's five, 10. Sure. One guy's five, 10. Or like when they've done this thing where they three, but okay. (laughs) Like on a, on a fourth and one or a third and one or whatever, early in the game, they run Mark Andrews and had him run the ball in the shotgun. Like maybe that's the time for just the Mark Andrews sneak. Like, why do we have Tyler Huntley sneaking the ball? Yeah, everyone knows what you're going to do, but at least you have a guy that can get over whatever. The clock management at the end of the game, pretty atrocious. I pretty mean, atrocious. there's really no other way to say it. They did. It was funny because, Banks, you were like, when the Bengals had the ball with about 420 to go, you were like, they need to take a timeout here to, like, limit some time. And they did that. We were like, okay, they've kind of got the clock management together. They get the ball back. And then the run to Justice Hill, I, I, I'm not sure if that is the play that was called or a miscommunication. That is malpractice. And this, John Harbaugh, who I love and have defended for a long time, what he was doing with his two timeouts was insane. He essentially used one timeout with, what, 18 seconds left or whatever to, as Banks said, stood next to me and said, you might as well use it because you literally don't have another chance to use it to set up a play. And then they used the last one because they had eight seconds left and they had to figure out something to do. They didn't use either of those timeouts to, like, you know, actually save clock. They used both of them in situations where they needed to draw something up. I don't know. As I said coming into the week, this is a tiring team to watch. This was a tiring (laughs) loss and a deflating loss. I'm glad we don't have to watch them anymore. I really am. It's this. It's it's it. This is like this was a tough game to lose, especially with all the emotion and all the talk with the Bengals and. All of this stuff that went into the week. The Ravens did everything they needed to do. And we're about to pull off with Huntley on the one-yard line at third. I was like, they're going to score. And this is going to be like one of the great playoff wins in the organization. With every, you know, it's not a Super Bowl. It's not an AFC championship game. It's not to get to an AFC championship game. But in terms of the way the season's gone, they freaking manned up with all the Lamar stuff this week. They came out. They did a lot of the things they needed to do. And if you want to be really critical, I think you can blame a lot of the stuff on on some of the coaching decisions. But you know, I, it's just like I just it's tiring. I, I've we've been saying it's tiring to talk about the team. It continues to be tiring. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is upset that he didn't get the ball in the red zone. He's blasting the fact that he's not the guy and he's getting limited. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't know. They've got some things to figure out. They've they've got some things to figure out in the offseason. They have a ton of talent too. It's a ton of talent on this team. Like it's not far away from being, you know, better than it is. So, you know, I don't know. It's a contender-worthy roster. Like, it really is. It's not uh, even really fun going through, like, the different plays of the game because, like, one play changes the entire game. It's really one of the the entire play, and it feels like it's it's gone that way um, on a handful of these games at the end of the season. Like I I said, the Buffalo Bills loss completely was pivoted on – on the pick six by Lamar, Josh Allen wasn't doing shit in that game. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. was doing anything because it was windy as hell and cold. But like, just one play, Lamar Jackson pick six the other way sucked. 
2018, uh, like, yeah, we had a touch. I don't know. It's just, or I think that I'm, I'm actually getting that confused. It may have been us that may have returned on the other way. I can't really remember. To be that, yeah, it was Mel- Melvin Gordon fumble. That's right. Down. Yeah, but I know that Lamar has had one. I think it was actually a Browns game in 2019 where Lamar had one where he stretched out and it went the other way. And I'm not. I, I'm. I'm getting all kinds of these ugly football plays. It just. It's amazing how the Ravens have found a way to play so many of these games that have these one, you know, handful of just like pivotal plays. And here comes Buster across my computer. You know, um, doing what he does. Um, but. Oh. Buster bangs the mic. That's tough. The um, yeah. the smart. I felt like the smartest, like in the moment play that anybody made was was Huntley on the last. <laughs> the mic just continued to not work. He's still going. He just nope. Oh. All right, I got in my back a little bit. Yeah, I threw. Yeah, he, he's getting the evo. Um. Oh, now it's gone. Am I gone again? No, no you're, you're back. Good. Yeah, let uh, it fly. Tyler Huntley on the last play of the game, I feel like it was one of the smarter plays inside two minutes was for him to get the snap and realize pressure was coming and just be like, I just got to throw this thing up in the air. Because it. so many plays like that, he's tried to create plays where he's just not Lamar Jackson or he's not. He just has them the ability to extend plays the way that um, a lot of, you know, Lamar does or anybody else. He... He just threw that thing up, and it was the right moment for him to just say, like, this is Hail Mary time. I just got to fucking huck it. And he hucked it, and it was right there in James Prochet's grasp. It was right there. And, like, God, from, like, an opportunity for James Prochet to just kind of right so many wrongs that he's had, and uh, he's he's got to be sick to his stomach. Sick. Uh, I thought when when he mishandled that snap and the ball goes – 20 yards past him oh and he scoops it up and kind of rolls out that's when i was like that's these are the plays that that the ravens make and they win these games like that's no i I thought that was the play that cooks like i thought he was that thought that was the play where he's gonna get his head slammed against the turf and he's gonna be concussed and he's gonna be out for the game it's exactly what happened to lamar in buffalo after the big six Mm -hmm. yeah which was a linderbaum play that he's made all year yeah, the and you could see that he kind of, you know after the play he was he was kind of like oh shit you know, um, I just I mean you guys have said it I thought the Ravens played better than the Bengals tonight and Taylor you talked about how the Bengals didn't impress you and they're going to go to Buffalo next week and again this isn't really our cup of tea but the Bengals didn't impress me either so that may be a you know I mean those are two underperforming teams but like I said the last two weeks the big the big bad Bengals haven't looked so big and bad and, and like the I thought the Ravens handled them tonight obviously jamar chase got his mixon didn't do anything boyd didn't do anything um higgins didn't do anything burrow was he was off on a lot of throws and i don't know if that was because of the ravens and pressure but he was he was missing and banks you pointed that out last week um like a lot of the easy throws he was he was skipping them or he was doing all that um taylor you said it too like i didn't think huntley played great but i didn't think he played awful um like you said he made some plays obviously he he fucked up on the big one um going high when he should have gone low, but I mean, the guy was trying to make a play and uh, you know, I think he played his balls off. JK is a monster. I mean, there was, I think it was a dump off to him on the right side where he juked a guy and then just 
went down, down the right sideline. Side it's, it's like this guy is a, I mean, he's unbelievable. And again, he's doing it on a bum knee. Like, so if I'm him at those comments where he's like, you know, he and he said, if Lamar plays, we win this game. And I don't know if that's people are saying that's a shot at Lamar. I don't think it's a shot. I think it's just him speaking the truth. I think like, these guys are just pissed. I think, he knows I think how, they, they, I mean, I think there's they a know lot what of respect they had. around there for him. They know what they had. Yeah, they all they know, know what they had. Yeah, they know that's what they the had. They saw it. They saw it slip away, and it sucks for Dobbins because again, he's a guy who's. I mean, he's never played a healthy game with Lamar and Andrews, and you know the, these these the core guys really. Um, I guess he had he had the rookie year, but um, again, I mean, I, you know, Gus Edwards was was not really. I mean, he was involved. He wasn't really a playmaker, but. I thought both running backs played pretty well in this game. I, I mean, even Justice Hill had a nice play. Um, mm-hmm. Late in the, down, late in the game or in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's the most frustrating part about it, not to hear you off, RDT, is, is just like so many of these guys played very, very well. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. focus on Huntley for a second. Like, yes, you know, he makes the biggest mistake of the game, theoretically, um, and throws a pick that leads to points in the first quarter. Other than that, I mean, I don't know what more you could have asked out of him. And and that's, you know, easy to say, like, you know, if you take those plays out, he was great. But, you know, we kind of know who he is. And I think this was like one of the better versions of him. Um, mm-hmm. I think this was better than he's played for a lot of the year. This is a little bit more like how he played last year when he came in in spot duty for Lamar. And so that's what I think makes it frustrating for those guys. Marlon Humphrey also said after the game that, you know, people didn't see Lamar limping around the facility, that there was a clear he couldn't go, whatever, whatever. I, you know, there will be more that comes out about this Lamar situation as we go. Um, he did not travel with the team, according to the NBC broadcast, and he wasn't on the sidelines, so clearly he didn't travel with the team. Um, so that will develop as we go. But that's what I think, you know, as you said, like that's probably Dobbins' biggest frustration is, first of all, he's cooking. I mean, he is playing incredible mm-hmm. football and I'm sure is going to be, you know, one of the, you know, hot like fantasy running backs at the beginning of next year because he is clearly ascending into that, you know, tier of running backs that is that is super scary, can do it all, can catch a lot of the backfield, can run whatever. But they just didn't have all the horses. And the horse, you know, the biggest thoroughbred there is Lamar, and they don't have him. And they're sitting there probably being like, you know, as much as we like Tyler Huntley, if this guy is in the game, we can do all the things we want to do. We're beating this Bengals team that we watched – not be able to move the ball against the Ravens defense after really the early part of the game. Couldn't do any, couldn't do much of anything. So, you know, it's just tough. It's, it's tough. And you know, everyone will be put under the microscope to Costa, you know, Harbaugh, Roman, um, all that stuff is going to happen. Um, I'm interested to see what John Harbaugh's like state of the organization post season press conference looks like. He has clearly gotten more frustrated week after week in some of these media availabilities for a guy that I think mm. throughout his career has been like very good at navigating all these different types of situations. Um, so I'm interested to see what he says um, tonight. I think it was like a lot of like proud of my guys, blah, 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 which is very easy to do kind he of must, after a game. He must Never definitely lost, starts head off. Yeah. I mean, he was pissed. Like, I mean, and it was tough. I mean, it was re- you, tough timing for him to come on right after Peter's just has a stupid penalty. You're like this now may snowball on us, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think – I don't think they're – I mean, I think you would think they'll get rid of Roman. I don't think there will be a change at the very top with with Harbaugh, but he's – I mean, he's got to be frustrated. You know, I think the last three years they probably thought coming into the year this was going to be like a conference championship game, Super Bowl, give us a chance type of team, and they have, got, they have not gotten there. They simply have not gotten there, and that's where the expectations are. 
And that's where the expectations are for the fan base. And I'm sure internally, and that's what causes all the frustration. And they now have to address this, which is Banks said, you know, we talked about it. It's, it's a roster that has a ton of pieces that you say, okay, like if you can do this, this, and this, you feel like you're right there. Um, It's not like they're far that far away, but they feel far away based on how these seasons are ending They're You know, they're just ending in thuds and in, in, you know, petering out and then a thud, not in like a, you know, the way the bills go out of the AFC championship game last year, whatever, Mm -hmm. where they go out and you're just like, Oh, we just lost in this Epic where we know we're ascending. We know we're there. Like that's not how the Ravens season are ending. They're ending in these like hobbled, (laughs) sad, you know, with bat with backups in being like, man, if if only like, and this is, yeah, it's a lot of, if only it's a lot of, if only this, Mm -hmm. if only that. And that's why I feel like this game is sort of a microcosm of all of those general feelings. So, and, Real, real quick, I'll, I'll say this from Luke Jones, and then I'll let you guys have the floor finish up. Luke Jones says, after Joe's touchdown run with 5.02 left in the third quarter, Cincinnati had one more first down, and it came on the roughing the punter, the roughing the kicker penalty. And he said, you can't ask the defense to do much more. That's insane. I mean, they got one first down after the five-minute mark in the third quarter, and it was on a penalty. That's... Yeah. Like... The game plan was to shorten the amount of possessions of the game, and I feel like each team had the ball maybe six times. I'm not really sure what the actual number is, but I feel like each team had the ball six times. So, yeah, I know the Ravens had one more, one more sorry. possession. I think it said. Yeah, well, I think they had one more. Dobbin said, "I'm a guy who feels like I'm a, I'm a guy who feels like if I'm on the field all the time, I can help this team win, and I wasn't. It's the playoffs. Why am I not out there? 12 carries, it's the playoffs. See, though, these are Who's... comments that you don't you don't hear these from the Ravens locker room. And I don't think I don't think Dobbin, he doesn't come off as a selfish guy. But those like, I mean, those are telling quotes. And these I aren't out of character can... for him, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, he's he's frustrated. And again, it's like you watch how he played and you're like, yeah, I get it. It's just like these are the con, you know, these are the quotes and comments that you get out of Bernard Pollard and guys with with you know that kind of attitude. It's not these aren't the Ravens. I think he, I think he's warranted though. I think he's absolutely oh, right. 100%. I mean, absolutely. He he he's. I mean, there was a play I think last week where he turned what should have been a four yard loss into a, like a three yard gain. It was maybe the greatest run I've seen in my life. Like it was unbelievable. This guy is electric like he truly he he he's the i i honestly think he may be a top three running back in league if not the best running back in league i honestly believe that like he's fucking good and that effort he made on that touchdown today was unbelievable so freaking good and so i feel like he's he's not outside of his you know I don't think he's wrong to say some of these things. The tough thing is, though, no. that Gus Gus Edwards is also a really good running back. That's a that's mm-hmm. kind of the flip side. But um, I mean, Taylor stood next to me on that final drive too, and uh, I I'm like it, the season almost came down to uh, thank God we got the fourth down conversion. But going into the two minute warning, I'm standing there and I'm looking at the TV and I'm like, why? Why are we looking at a replay of Justice Hill extending for a first down with our season on the line? There's just no mm-hmm. reason for that. And Justice Hill made a couple, he made a couple good plays in the game, so credit to him. 
But and no, no disrespect to Justice Hill is just like get in line, man. Like it's he's just not the guy who should have the ball in that moment. And I think that's his entire point. It's like what? Yeah, I understand trying to balance it out and keep everybody fresh and and rotate. But come on, man. J.K. Dobbins is is a dude. He's the dude. Yeah, he, like, yeah. You 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 got to go down with J.K. You know. With with him touching the ball, it's and again, I I he'll he'll probably come out you know soon and be like, oh you know, I apologize for the comments or whatever. But it's like, no dude, if there's one guy who should be able to speak up like that, like if Sammy Watkins was saying that, it's like, nah, dude, shut up, like dude, like know your role, shut your mouth. J.K. is like, hey man, like say it, speak it, say it with your chest, like you're allowed to. Guy played his balls off, and again, he's gonna he's gonna be terrifying when he's healthy. Like legitimately terrifying when he's healthy, fully healthy. Do we want to have the Greg Roman conversation here? I think we have to. About to which go. which Popeyes he's going to be working at? It's just this is the classic Greg Roman. Um, I, his house might get like burned down or something by people multiple, but um, I don't know. He he. <laughs> you have an address? That's not you, that's not me endorsing. <laughs> That's not me endorsing that. That's just me just in the in the bar being like people are just like the vitriol for this guy is unbelievable. Um, and getting texts. He puts together an offensive performance with Tyler Huntley and the limitations at wide receiver. Um, they gained 364 total yards and averaged 5.5 yards per play. And yet in the big moments, once again, they and 23 first downs, they you know, the red zone play calling in the drive that ended in the Huntley fumble was questionable um, in terms of both the personnel on the field and the play calls. Um, I think if I remember correctly, a sort of a, like a pass out to Pat Ricard that got tipped, um, then a run from Gus Edwards, and then the ill-fated QB sneak, I believe, were the three plays there. Edwards got stood up, what, at like the one-and-a-half yard line? Um, yeah. You have that. Um, and then you have the end of the game, which I think is a combination of Roman and Harbaugh. Um, the pace of the offense there was not good enough as they wasted too much time. And then the timeout usage from Harbs, I don't think was good enough either. I think just on a perception place, they have to let this guy go. Um, and it's probably the right time. And if, especially if there's a Lamar Jackson separation, I mean, now you have to go in a totally different direction offensively anyway. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to the Greg Roman conversation at this no, point. No, it's just it's tired. It's it's there's not really a lot of advancement, and there's reasons for that, and not all of them are in Greg Roman's shoulders. But it's just it's just time. You just you just have something, and it's stale, and it's just not working. And you you see the benefits. I mean, the way we run the football, but how much are they attributed to him versus the personnel? You know, who's to say? But it's just it's just tired, and nobody. Nothing that the guy could do if even if things were to turn out well, like are going to be supported. And I, it's just it's just time for it to be a clean cutoff. And we got to look for somebody new in the offensive coordinator. And and like, uh, you know, when Roquan. When Roquan got re-signed last week, I think it was a message that we're just going to lean a lot into the defensive side of the football and we're going to lock that in and just move forward that way and and offense is kind of the side of the ball in which we're going to see some changes and see you know try to try to get you know put together something that complements the the great defense that we clearly have 
hard to say. Just about Roman? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm with Banks. I think it's. I'm sure he knows. Again, he hears it. He hears it walking in the stadium. You see the videos of people yelling shit at him. Like it's not a surprise to him. Um, he understands, and he'll go and he'll get a job somewhere as like an offensive assistant, and then he'll eventually get back up to a coordinator or something. But yeah, I, I think it's time. Um, again, he's been there a while, and and it's just. <clears throat> This kind of ha- didn't isn't this kind of what happened with him in San Fran where it's like oh you know they they set the league on fire and then it, you know it obviously couldn't keep performing like that and he kind of took his steps back um yeah I mean I I think he's gone and again I think he'll have another job but I th- I think it's pretty clear that that he'll be gone and like like we talked about last week now it's just who do you go get you know you're not fucking flying to Thailand to get Cliff Kingsbury you're not you know. I don't know, which is a wild story in itself. But again, a lot of that, I think, depends on the quarterback now, who technically is a free agent as of right now, I would I would guess. So, yeah, I think he's gone and uh, that'll make a lot of Ravens fans happy. Yeah, what's what's amazing is, too, is, you know, and it's the cliche of the fine margins. But if they get one play right there on the goal line and score and the Ravens win, this is a nice this is a Greg Roman like put it in your face performance because they did a lot of things right. Like when the Bengals started stacking stacking the box against the run, they did some nice things in the screen game. They threw the ball over the top. The, the, I thought that they took the, I mean, maybe you and I were on the same page there banks when you were like, take the shot. I was like, they got to take the shot. They took the shot in the right thing and Huntley hit it. Um, <laughs> it was a ballsy ballsy call on third and one. I believe when they threw the jump ball to Andrews, that was a ballsy call mm. at that point of the game. Um, yeah. And that's just letting your best player make a play, which, you know, I'm always fine with. But, yeah, I agree with both of you. I think this guy's gone. I think that that will make a lot of the fan base happy. Um, this is the most criticism I think we've seen for John Harbaugh in a while from the fan base, too. And I'm interested to see how that manifests itself with the hires. It's getting loud. Um, it's getting very in the loud. Offseason. I still think it's one of those is the grass greener on the other side situations. There's a lot of head coaches that fail in the NFL. And John Harbaugh, for the most part, wins every single year um, and is a is a place that we've I, – I think it's very easy to get caught up in the now. This is consistently a thing that we hear and we praise where guys come to the Ravens and they want to stay because of the culture that's built and the, it's, a play, it's a good place to play and whatever. I think that starts with your head coach for the most part. So that is a feather in John Harbaugh's cap. I don't know why they would move on from him, but – there's certainly a lot of noise surrounding him. You know, how much has this Lamar situation for the last year? And Banks, you obviously wrote your piece this week about it. We can talk about that more, I think, next week. We don't need to talk about it as much now. But how much has that situation sort of tor- torpedoed a lot of the things they've tried to do um, with how much of a presence all the things that Lamar does is in the organization, both positively and negatively? A lot of positive things, um, but clearly some negative things based on all the things that have been said. So, um Fascinating stuff, and uh, the Ravens had an incredibly fascinating offseason that we are going to talk about week in and week out. Um, and I'm sure we'll, you know, not be lacking in drama, <laughs> both in coaching decisions, in personnel decisions, the draft, all the areas that you address, and what ultimately happens with the quarterback position because that's the most important position. Any final thoughts from either of you, two fine gentlemen? Eric, you first. 
Um, I I commented on it too on Twitter, I think, but I know a lot of people are jumping on it. The Lamar not being there, I don't know if that's such a big deal now because I was reading that some people who I know have access to the, the facility and all that have said that injured players don't travel. So if that's the case, and it's like, oh, okay, that's that makes sense. Um, but again, I know that's that's being made out to be a big thing. Um, no, I mean, again, it it. Taylor, you put it perfectly the last couple of years, again, especially from the outside looking in um, the way that the season, you know, the seasons have ended is it's just kind of, like you said, one big thud. Um, and I, I don't know how you, how you fix that again. There's no magic pill to just make it all better and go, you know, go away and have everything go your way. Um, and like you said, we've we've started out every every preview the last couple of years being like this is an AFC Championship or Super Bowl caliber team. Like anything less is pretty much a disappointment. And then that disappointment kind of comes when an injury comes, and they, like you said, they kind of fall flat on their face. Whether it's wind in Buffalo and the the pick, or you know the fumble tonight, which again could have clearly, if that ball bounces, that ball could go anywhere. That ball may bounce right into Gus Edwards' hands, and it's like oh, per, you know, then it's whoo, thank God, and 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 everyone is you know. No one is even questioning it. Um, it's it's a tough way for them to go out, and and like you said, I mean, everyone said it. This off season is, I'm buckle up, you know, get ready. Who knows what's going to happen? There, there's there's going to be fireworks, and and this team could look very very different in in, in a matter of months. Thanks. I'm just gutted. I'm honestly gutted because, like you said. It felt it did all the things in the game plan you want to do tonight. You want to bully them on the ground. You want to, you know, make them feel uncomfortable defensively. You want to get some big time stops. And I feel like we did everything we were supposed to do, um, put ourselves in a position to to do it. And we just didn't, didn't do like, <laughs> Didn't do the little things. That just seems so cliche. It's just sometimes football games come down to single plays. And like, it's just, it's frustrating how often it feels like we're on the wrong sides of those plays. Um, So, I mean, I, I think the players, especially the defense, just played their balls off. The offensive line played their balls off. I think they deserve a ton of credit, um, especially given a lot of, uh, noise and adversity that they've faced all year. Um, so I got to give them a lot of credit. It's just, it just sucks. It just sucks. Um, not really a lot of other ways to put it. So, um, I think this will be, this is maybe one of the biggest uh, off seasons in, in, in franchise history. I mean, who the, who the heck knows what's going to happen? Um, I genuinely don't know given, you know, I, Taylor, you mentioned the blog I wrote. There's some explosive stuff in there, and there's, um, I think, a lot to be said about that that we'll talk about next week. I'm not trying to shy away from what I wrote about. It's just kind of like this is not the time or place, and um, it's 12.45, and and some people have work tomorrow. We're trying to get out of here. But, um, yeah, um, fuck, that sucked. That's kind of what I got. <laughs> might be the best way to sum up the uh, season to a certain extent. I don't think this will be – it's funny. It's a playoff 
birth and some good moments. I don't think this will be a season anyone finally remembers. Yes. I'm I'm going to be disgusted until the Bengals are eliminated because that team does not deserve to have made it out through tonight. They they were not about it. I mean, there were there were some moments tonight where I mean, Marlon Humphrey makes a hit on Joe Mixon on the first drive that I think set the tone in a big way. And they still went down the field and put three points on the board, but I think it sent a message. There's another play where Eli Apple came up hurt and um you know, just about every player on the planet, I would pretty much be like, oh, man, I hope he's OK, you know, whatever. But Eli Apple <laughs> was not about that action tonight. Um, it's just some of those guys just fuck those guys. They don't deserve to be moving on. But that's just the way football goes sometimes. So here we are. We're going home. They're moving on. They're going to get smoked next week. And that's a fact, Jack. Yeah, AFC Final Four, Bills, Bengals, <laughs> Jaguars, Chiefs, the Ravens are not participating. Um, want to thank all the – what a way to end it. I'm not, there's not much else to say. What uh want to thank all the listeners for uh, riding with us on these instant analysis um, this year. Um, we've had some some scheduling snafus with them. We've had them you know, come out late. We've been hammered for them. I was hammered for one of them. The one – I think it was the – the Dolphins one. I had the sunglasses on. I was a. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling it. Um, but appreciate everyone um, l- listening to these as we go through the year. Um, they are at times very fun to do, at times uh, very depressing to do. But uh, I think they are they are necessary to what we do, and uh, and appreciate people listening to them. Obviously, this is the last one of the year with the season ending, and we hope we hope that our friends at the Baltimore Orioles can put themselves in a position where we can do some Orioles and some analysis, get into the playoffs and things like that. Um, have some bigger series wins. Um, so hopefully this is not the last instant analysis until uh, week one of the Ravens season, but um, we shall see. Um, you follow us at X32 podcast on all the social media channels. You follow banks at Barstool banks. I'm sure there will be Dexter, uh, Dexter gifts to come. Is there, is it already out? It's, I sent it out like an hour ago. Okay. Did not see that. Um, you follow Pretty Eric much. at appreciate Prochet still had a finger on the ball when I sent it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James Prochet. What a Ravens career. Um, you can tell you can follow uh, already I, I, I love that you've already sent him off because I have to. I think we've it all feels sent like that's the way off. it's gonna go, unfortunately, for James Prochet. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but um has not been able to make Real- his mark so far in Ravens Purple. Go ahead, RDT. Really quick, can I read some of the things trending on Twitter right now? Sure. NFL rigged, fire Roman, uh, pay Lamar, fire Greg Roman, Milf Manor, oh, Mike Tarico, Marlon Humphrey. Okay. Yeah, Tarico getting a lot just a couple. Tariko getting a lot of praise after last night's Al Michaels debacle. I mean fair. Shit. So fair. Yeah. When I yeah. saw Tony Dungy show up at, at the beginning of that game, I was like, This is this is not it. This is not it. Yeah, who invited Tony Dungy is what I said. Tony Dungy, who, you know, one of the, you know, seemingly, you know, good men in football or whatever. Good guy. Not a, not a TV presence. Nobody even that. wants him in the studio, let alone the booth. I don't yeah. know how that elevation. He's never been an electric TV presence. I don't know how that's the career NBC. He's lasted for like a decade doing it. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Anyways, let's yeah. let's close it out. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. Uh, that is it. Instant analysis. Ravens lose to the Bengals 24-17. We'll be back this week for our normal show. Um, appreciate everyone listening, and we will see you next time.